Attention, attention, all personnel, incoming podcast. This is MASH Matters. Over and out. Welcome to MASH Matters, the podcast celebrating the greatest television series of all time. You know, what we're about to do in this episode, I'm not sure we can say that any longer. (laughs) Usually we celebrate the greatest television series of all time. How about that? It's better. It's better. Yes, yes. Uh, Today we're doing something a little different. You know, we've talked about doing this for a while. Yeah. Today we're just going to rip the Band-Aid off and (laughs) we are going to talk about our listeners' least favorite MASH episodes. Is, it's going to be interesting. It really is. And after reading all of these comments, quite frankly, I'm not sure why anybody watched this pig of a television <laughs> show ever. <laughs> now, Holy okay. moly. All right. So we're going to get into this in just a moment. But before we do, Jeff, you wanted to say hello to somebody. I did. Uh, when last I was at the Tampa Comic-Con, uh, with Jamie and Loretta, I met a lot of really nice people, and I thank everybody again for coming up and saying hello to me and everybody else. Uh, but one fella in particular, I was very impressed with. I'm just going to say his name. His name is Chris Angelella, and I'm going to read you something about him just because I it'll be better than me saying what it is. Chris is a self-published author who has Asperger's syndrome. He's worked hard to fit into a world that often doesn't understand who he is. His interest in drawing and creating stories began in childhood as a way to be in a world that was safe for him. And it goes on and on and on about various books, but he's written several children's books. When I first had the conversation with him, his mother introduced me to him and uh, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And I, I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to be uh, all that helpful to him and helpful to me in the conversation. But Chris Angelella really impressed me. He's an extremely intelligent gentleman and a very talented guy. So I urge everybody, just Google Chris Angelella. It's C-H-R-I-S, and his last name is A-N-G-I-L-E-L-L-A. Chris Angelella. I think you'll be really impressed and see all of the material and all of the books he's written. And who knows, you want to might want to buy some of them and uh, really enjoy it. So go take a look at Chris Angelella. Yeah, we'll put, put a link to his uh, stuff in the show notes for this episode too. Cool. All right. All right. So uh, enough good stuff. Let's get to the bad stuff. <laughs> so here's the deal. There were 251 episodes of MASH. We know that not every single episode can be gold. Now, most of them were. Hmm? MASH has a pretty darn good batting average when it came to uh, quality. But every now and then, among the pile of diamonds, there were some lumps of coal. And uh, today, that's what we're going to talk about. I've been a little coy up to this point about talking about my least favorite episodes. And I think the reason I've been so apprehensive is because I didn't want to insult somebody who loves an episode that I don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all have opinions and we all have likes and dislikes and what works for one does not work for the other. And who am I to come on here and yuck somebody's yum? You know, yuck somebody's yum. Whoa, I've never heard that. I I don't want to yuck their yum. No, I think I did that in Cleveland once (laughs) in a bar. Late at night, I think there was a crowd. I was young. I needed the money. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought in order to soften the blow of my top five, which by the way, I'm going to reveal my top five, or I guess that would be the bottom five. I don't know what you call it. (laughs) My least favorite episode. All right. I'm going to talk about those at the end of the episode. Okay. Jeff, I don't know if you have any least favorite episodes. If you do, this is a safe place. Should I do it right now? I can do it very quickly. Oh, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. All of them that I wasn't in. 
There you go. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. I thought to soften the blow, we would find out what other folks thought about mm-hmm. their least favorite episodes. So we put it out on our social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on uh, Twitter, slash X, whatever Elon is calling it this week. <laughs> and we said, all right, we want to know your least favorite episodes. However, please don't say dreams or Hawkeye. <laughs> I knew that if we just said, what's your least favorite episode? Here come the dreams and the Hawkeye people. And hey, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Again, your yuck is somebody else's yum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So we put it out there. Mm-hmm. Boom. Right away. Immediate people just wanting us to know what their least favorite episodes of MASH were. As of right now, as of recording, we ended up with like 600 comments. <laughs> I mean, people felt very strongly about this. You know, I I hope Hulu doesn't hear this because they may cancel it (laughs) if they hear this. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. But what was maybe a little disappointing is that a third of them were people saying, oh, I hate Hawkeye. Oh, I hate dreams. Mm -hmm. And also there were some people who were a little upset because we insinuated that dreams and Hawkeye were already bad. And that's why we didn't include them because we were grandfathering them in. We know that Dreams and Hawkeye are both polarizing episodes. We thought, hey, let's just find out if there are any other episodes that people are skipping when it shows up on Hulu or it shows up on their DVDs or it shows up on TV. And interestingly enough, whether it is interesting or not, uh, Hawkeye is one of my favorite episodes. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I love Hawkeye and I love Dreams. Yeah. There you go. One episode, however, that (laughs) we received a lot of votes for, and this was not surprising, was Edwina. Hmm. Edwina, Edwina. Oh, poor Edwina. What we're going to do is go through some of these comments. Now, some of these, we're going to share a few more comments because some episodes received many more votes than others. Edwina, by far, outside of Dreams and Hawkeye, was the most commented episode. Mm-hmm. Brady said, it's tedious and awkwardly written. Edwina's fumbling is annoying and tiresome, and I cannot see first season Hawkeye pandering to her with the patience he has. And her whiny voice, coupled with her bumbling and insecurity, is just too much. I'd rather watch Hawkeye or Dreams any day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And Jason says, after listening to McLean's interview and the reaction by Loretta, Edwina is at the top of the list. Good taste was out the window with the original plot line. Uh, And if you don't know what we're referring to, go back and listen to our interview. uh, Well, not our interview, Michael Hirsch's interview that we had here on the podcast with McLean Stevenson. And good old Teresa says, I didn't like that Margie, as Edwina's best friend, forced someone to take her out. It seemed like the wrong way to handle it. Like Edwina said, she wasn't stupid. Of course, she knew what was happening and she had to play along. There's no way that night could have been anything but excruciating for both Edwina and Hawkeye. And good friend Donna says, I find Edwina insulting on about 12 levels. That's a lot of levels. (laughs) It is, yeah. And Gary says, the whole idea is terrible. As if the women of the camp basically blackmailing one of the men to go out with her was supposed to make her feel better. And how could a nurse not immediately insist on treating Hawkeye when he supposedly has shards of glass in his feet? I rest my (laughs) case, ladies and gentlemen, of the jury. Yes, those are just a few... (laughs) Of the many (laughs) comments that we had about Edwina. Mm, 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 mm. I would say the next big episode, this one uh, might surprise some folks uh, because I know some people really like this episode. Actually, it's a two-parter. 
Comrades in Arms got a lot of votes for least favorite episode. Allison says, I'm going to take some heat for this, but Comrades in Arms is not a favorite, at least part one. And Kevin says, I cringe when Comrades in Arms comes on, and it's mainly because of Margaret. I guess it's supposed to be a scary situation and she's out of her mind, but I feel Loretta Swit overacts in part one, and then the fawning version of Margaret in part two is too much. There's a lot of twos. There's part two and too much. Two, two. Lots of two twos there. There's fawning and twoies. Two, two. Anyway. I guess I should point out too, uh, because maybe not everybody listening is familiar with the episode titles. Comrade in Arms is the episode where Margaret and Hawkeye end up under enemy fire in a hut and they end up having a uh, mm-hmm. night of passion. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, Margaret becomes uh, very attached to Hawkeye and uh, Hawkeye then kind of finds it off-putting. Mm-hmm. Kurt says, I legitimately have no reason specifically why I don't like it. I just don't. I guess that on some fundamental <laughs> level, I feel like it was unnecessary. Hmm. And Scott says, I absolutely never watch Comrades in Arms. I'm embarrassed for Hawkeye and Margaret to the point of uncomfortability. <laughs> Julie. Julie says there are three in season six I can't take. Fallen Idol, In Love and War, and the two-part Comrades in Arms. Not sure why these irk me. I guess season six is a bust. Maybe I'm holding a grudge with no Igor. Now, this is a smart human being, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) you're listening to. Thank you, Julie. I agree with you 100%. If you're not quite sure why season six was a bust with no Igor, go back and listen to episode 28 and you'll hear the whole story. Julie mentioned Fallen Idol, another episode that received many, many, many votes for (laughs) least favorite episode. Now, this is the episode where uh, Hawkeye encourages Radar to go off and have some R&R, and he ends up getting injured. Hawkeye gets drunk and ends up leaving the OR to throw up, and then he and Radar have a very tense confrontation about this, and it's, it's a very awkward situation between the two of them. Todd says, I never understood why Radar was pissed at Hawkeye in Fallen Idol. You'd think a doctor running out of the OR to puke would be common after a night of drinking. I mean, Radar didn't seem to have an issue with Charles running out to puke after eating the tainted canned pheasant. <laughs> so i just blown away the ta- tainted canned pheasant. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't remember the tainted canned pheasant, but well, I like it. That's a good it. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. John says, it's a clunky, even cringeworthy misfire at the new direction after Gelbart and Reynolds left of having more interpersonal conflicts between the characters. And look, I get that MASH is an episodic series with some inconsistencies, but there are inconsistencies and then there are inconsistencies. It's one thing to have Henry's wife go from Mildred to Lorraine. It's another entirely to show over multiple episodes before and after this one, characters getting fall down drunk or being so hungover they can barely function. To pretend like none of that exists for one episode just falls terribly flat. See, people are fired up. They are. I'm getting (laughs) fired up now. As passionate as they are about their favorite episodes, I feel like they're even more passionate about the ones that aren't. Aren't, yeah. (laughs) It's really amazing. It really is. Now, we probably should have said this at the beginning. Look, we're not here to dump on MASH, obviously. No, no. We love the show. Of course. It's our show. Yeah. Okay? All of us listening, it's our show. But even when you love something, you can admit when whatever you love is not up to the standards. (laughs) 
that you're used to. Yeah. It's okay. I think it's healthy for us to get these out. I is really it do. really? Is that right? Is it health? This is I a healthy so. vent? Yes, I do believe so. And for everyone listening, it's a healthy vent. So that all of their vents will be much healthier from now on. That's right. I feel like we can have an open, honest conversation about MASH now, now that we yes. have all of this out in the open. Okay. <sighs> I feel so much better. Good. Good. I really do. Thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. My goodness gracious. Another episode that uh, received quite a few votes was In Love and War. This is the episode where the Korean woman shows up at camp in a very nice car, and she ends up taking Hawkeye back to her village to uh, treat, I believe it's her grandmother, and Hawkeye falls in love with her. Then at the end, she has to leave, and it's a very melodramatic episode in a lot of ways. Chrissa says it's trite, hackneyed, and while a noble effort to make Hawkeye more relatable and human, it falls flat. <laughs> What'd you really think of it, Chrissa? Come Stop on. Stop sugarcoating it, Chrissa. Don't hold back. <laughs> Listen to what Eric says. Eric says, never liked it. Just a Hawkeye loves soap opera. <laughs> that episode just did not have a mash feel to it at all. I usually really like episodes written and directed by Alda, but this one is a sappy romance that he seemed to have wanted just for himself. Yeah. Plus, it just feels like it drags on and on. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah. Now, the next one uh, I was not surprised by. Hmm. The episode is Major Fred C. Dobbs. This is the episode where Hawkeye and Trapper pretend that gold has been found in order to keep Frank from transferring. It really is a convoluted mess. <laughs> and the, the episode ends with Hawkeye and Trapper basically painting everything gold, including a Jeep. So Matthew says, not seeing anybody say Major Fred C. Dobbs is amazing, <laughs> and he's right. It's not. Uh, Mark says, it's hard to pick one because even a bad MASH episode is great, in my opinion. Uh, I have to say that my all-time least favorite episode is probably Major Fred C. Dobbs, where Trapper and Hawkeye conspire to trick Frank into staying at the camp after he asked for a transfer. It just feels so silly and almost more like Gomer Pyle than MASH with all the gold paint they used. It's also strange that they want Frank to stay. Mm -hmm. It's not horrible and I can watch it, but it's one of several that I don't really love. Yeah, he's right. There are also many comments from listeners curious where all the gold paint came from. Yeah. <laughs> so there was an uh, interview with CNN. Alan Alda talked about some of his favorite episodes, but he also said this. He said, quote, there are classes of episodes. There are a few all of us wish we didn't have to do because the idea didn't work. The one about the gold Jeep was a low point. <laughs> there are a lot in the middle, and there are some that were really good. That's Alan Alda. And then in the complete book of MASH, Larry Gelbart says, when I look back at some of those first year shows, I'm embarrassed. The one about Major Fred C. Dobbs, the worst. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, I wasn't surprised when a lot of people were saying Major Fred C. Dobbs was their least favorite episode, because turns out it was uh, Larry Galbart and Alan Alda is on their list of least favorite episodes as well. I, I heard Larry say <laughs> after he left, he, he continued to rewrite the shows, even though the shows were <laughs> over. He just couldn't stop it. So he'd see him and he, oh, no, no. And he'd rewrite it in his head, which is, it would have been fun to hear what was in his head. Because yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. My, my, my. The next two that we're going to discuss surprised me. Really? They really did because I've had the impression that these two episodes were more fan favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yes, yes, we yes. had a, I mean, I'm going to run through a list later of just episodes that people mention. And there were some on there. I'm like, really? You don't like that one? 
But what I was surprised by was how many people brought these episodes up as their least favorite. Mm -hmm. The first one being point of view. This is the episode where the entire episode is seen through the eyes of a wounded soldier. I like the episode, and I know a lot of people do like that episode, but I had no idea that there were people who did not like this episode, Mm -hmm. like Tina. Tina says, I have to start by saying I have a totally different view watching the show as an adult. There are no episodes that I don't love, all for very different reasons. When I was younger, there were a few episodes I didn't care for, but now I love them. That said, I really didn't like Point of View or Lifetime. In Point of View, I don't like being the patient. I wanted to follow all the people when they walked away. Interesting, because it was such a very creative thing to do. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was a Mm -hmm. a gutsy thing to do, that show. So interesting to hear that viewpoint. And Rachel, Rachel says, I feel like all of the dialogue directed at Rich is so out of character for everyone, but especially Hawkeye. He was worried about a tricky surgery, but Rich gave him a look of confidence that helped a lot. Hawkeye doesn't lack confidence when it comes to surgery. The whole episode just feels so uncomfortable to me. It's always fascinating to know that even episodes that I assumed were beloved aren't. Mm -hmm. And that includes the next one, which this is going to tick some people off, I think. (laughs) I think this one's (laughs) going to tick some people off. The Nurses. That is the episode where Margaret has her big moment at the end where she has a uh, very vulnerable moment with the nurses. And a lot of people love that episode, but I've discovered through this that a lot of people also don't. John says this one's always cited as a pivotal episode for Margaret, but I don't think they stuck the landing at all. Margaret telling the nurses they treat her like she's the enemy, but she kind of acts like it. She's horrible to them. I'm glad Loretta Swit's character went in a new direction and stuck around. But until this episode, she'd almost always been portrayed as a two-dimensional, unlikable foil for Hawkeye and Trapper and later BJ. Sean says, my least favorite has to be the nurses. Margaret crying because her nurses don't like her? One, did you ever show me any kind of friendship? Excuse me. Uh-oh, Loretta's right calling. Back. Loretta's calling. I know it. Yeah. Holy She's sensing mo- it. Yeah. I'm sorry, Loretta. Okay. <laughs> uh, we won't read the rest of it, Loretta. Okay. <laughs> okay. Margaret crying because her nurses don't like her? One, did you ever show me any kind of friendship? By her own admission, multiple times, she wasn't there to make friends. Two, ever ask my help with a personal problem? To which her reply, again multiple times, was essentially, pull yourself together and get back to work. Mm -hmm. And three, do you know how it feels to walk by here and know that I'm not welcome? Margaret was a hell of a nurse, but she was cold, unsympathetic, and distant when it came to her nurses. Of course they didn't want her around. There you go. Yeah. You can't argue with that. I mean, you can't. You know, that's those are facts he pointed out. We have to say, you know, these views are the views of our listeners and do not necessarily (laughs) reflect reflect the views of the hosts uh, and uh, Mash Matters Incorporated. Incorporated. It is. (laughs) Or their family. Or Walt Disney and Company or 20th Century. Right. Or Major League Baseball. So. (laughs) Don't come at us, okay? That was not us saying it. Now, at the end, I'm going to tell you my least favorite. You can come at me, but, you know, don't come at us. So those were some episodes that received multiple, multiple, multiple comments. There were some other episodes, too, some some interesting comments about some episodes that people aren't too fond of. One of them came from our friend Eric White, who is the MASH historian. He says that Fallen Idol is one of his least favorites. Edwina and Major C. Dobbs aren't far behind because the storylines are pretty out there. So he is also kind of in tune with what a majority of 
of the votes that came in. Allen says, uh, the one with Dupree is worse than Edwina by a long shot for me. He's just so grating. And I've never liked any Flag episodes. Mm. But I'd watch an entire season with Flag as the main character than watch that one Dupree episode. His character just bugs me something fierce. Wow. Dupree was played by George Lindsay, who played Goober on the old Andy Griffith show. The episode called Temporary Duty, where he comes as a surgeon and fills in while Hawkeye goes to the 8063rd. So Alan Alda's really not in that episode very much. It's mainly this Roy Dupree, and he ends up getting on BJ's nerves, and he gets on Winchester's nerves, and uh, evidently he got on Alan's nerves as well, because he doesn't want to watch the episode. Interesting, because this is the first time I've ever heard any negative comments about flag episodes. Oh, yeah. To me, that character was such fun, and I used to laugh out loud when I see him, you know, do the the episodes and shoot the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, Edward Winter was just so funny as, as Colonel Flag. I just dropped me over. You'd be surprised, actually. I, I'm going to skip way ahead, but uh, I, I, Gina and Trisha both said anything with Colonel Flag. They can't stand that character. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> these characters and these episodes, because I like them, mm-hmm. I assume that others like them. It's not the case. Now, I will say, I don't remember seeing in any of the comments. And by the way, the comments are still coming in. People are still giving us stuff. <laughs> They're still all fired up out <laughs> They're there. They're out there right now. Still, they're, They're out there picketing just and away. ranting and lighting <laughs> candles and sticks uh, with flame on the end of them. <laughs> Coming up my driveway. There, there was no, <laughs> nobody had a bad word about Sydney. So I, that was at least refreshing. I didn't see anybody say, I hate that Sydney Friedman character. Oh, okay. That was nice. Linda says, the smell of music and the one where Charles gets the newspapers and doesn't share with the class. Such idiocy. <laughs> People don't hold back. Brenda says the one where Klinger is accused of stealing the Polaroid. I feel bad for Klinger because he was just trying to get their camera back. That is uh, the episode Snap Judgment and Snappier Judgment. And yes, I agree. I have issues with that episode because Klinger gets caught with a stolen Polaroid, but it's a Polaroid that was stolen from Hawkeye and BJ that he got back. It seems like he very easily could have said, hey, I got this back for my friends who it was stolen from, and the whole episode would have been over. But for some reason, it went so much further than that. Yeah. I agree with Brenda on that one. It's not in my top five, but it's it's one that does bother me. This from Dave kind of surprised me. I At first, I thought it was kind of, you know, okay, kooky, but then it got me. Dave said, my least favorite episode was the episode where Charles finds a hole in his hat, and for the rest of the episode, he is curious about what happens to us when we die. That one kind of hit too close to home with me. That's that you. Oh, gosh, Dave, that 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 got me. I don't know why it hit close to home with him, but gee, that's the episode, The Life You Save. And, you know, when we ask for your least favorite episode, it doesn't mean necessarily that everybody who's commenting these episodes that they hate the episode. It might be that there is a certain aspect of the episode that just makes them uncomfortable or makes them sad, or maybe this one with Charles dealing with mortality, Mm -hmm. depending on where you are in life. Maybe you've had somebody close to you pass away and you watch that episode. It's going to have a different impact on you Mm -hmm. for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. We all have our reasons why we don't like certain episodes. And that was Dave's. Sarah says preventative medicine. 
This is the episode where Hawkeye ends up taking out a healthy gallbladder, I think, to keep- I think it was an appendix, actually. Appendix, excuse me. Yeah. (laughs) Look at you. Oh, I know, I know. I I say over and over, I'm a stupid (laughs) idiot, and I've never seen this show, and I don't care anything about it, but I know a few things. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The student has become the teacher. (laughs) So uh, Sarah says, I didn't like the direction the writers took Hawkeye here. It was just wrong. Granted, I know years earlier, they had him do the same thing to flag in white gold and they wrapped it in a laugh track but i don't agree with it yeah i agree i agree what is she saying she didn't like the direction the writers took hawkeye here oh because he because did hawkeye he did. chose yes. to he chose to do remove unnecessary the surgery surgery yeah. yes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yes yep took out a healthy organ yep. which was actually true that it's actually a true thing that they the writers took that's a that's a true story so mm-hmm. they didn't make it up the writers just didn't hey let's have a hawkeye take out a healthy organ it's a true story that actually happened so there you go and marie marie says here are my two nominees one bananas crackers and nuts because of the assault played for laughs it's bad in operation nose lift too but the whole thing being a setup planned by trapper and hawkeye and bananas is just too cruel and two lend a hand because of the character of Borelli having had a complete personality transplant, apparently. Also, can I choose just a scene? How about Klinger hang gliding? Yikes. I am all for suspension and disbelief, but even I have my limits. They had to have known they weren't going to be able to make that look good. Preach, Marie. Preach. Preach. Go for it. Yeah. That hang gliding thing yeah. has stirred the hearts of many yeah. <laughs> over the years. Uh, yes. We've yes, had we, comments. Uh, we have discussed that uh, yes. before. And spoiler alert, Jeff and I aren't big fans of that scene either. Nicole also brings up one of those episodes that Marie talked about. She says the series finale and then also the o- two overtly rapey ones. <laughs> Bananas, Crackers, and Nuts, and Operation Noselift, where in both cases, Margaret is being overpowered and screaming for help and has to be rescued. Hmm. In Operation Noselift, her attacker is smothering her screams with his mouth and unwanted kisses. Very triggering. Ironically, she has a different attacker in each, who is played by the same actor, Stuart Margolin, Hmm. which is true. I had not really thought about that, Margaret being accosted for laughs. Two different characters, both played by the same actor. (laughs) I mean, it's horse Stewart. He was uh, being typecast, I think, at that point. Let's see. We need Margaret attacked in her tent by somebody. Let's call Stewart. Stewart. Get Stewart Margolin on the line. Get Stewart in here. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. (laughs) Poor guy. Yeah. Leslie. Leslie says the Joker is wild, folks. Though BJ is one of my favorite characters and he is central to the plot, I find it hard to believe the planning for each non-trick. The bombing of Klinger's cabinet in particular and the salt in the sugar for Father Mulcahy also sticks out. Also might seem that Hawkeye would try a grand finale to top EJ after he got Ga. Yeah, okay. All right, Leslie. Rich says, Cowboy. Just a little too unbelievable the extent Cowboy takes revenge on Henry. I have to agree. Cowboy is not a great episode. I mean, he's injured. He's laid up in post-op and he's also making the latrine explode and sending a Jeep through Henry's tent and he's shooting at uh, golf balls out in the middle of it. I mean, it's just a little too uh, far-fetched. Mark says cave says, I can't stand how Hawkeye acts when they temporarily move to the cave. He acts like such a wuss and he's not even in the cave. He's standing at the entry point, but small foxholes are okay. Give me a break. I still watch that episode though. I just roll my eyes. (laughs) How do you really feel, Mark? (laughs) 
And Dave says, hey, Hanky Panky is my least favorite episode. It goes against everything BJ stands for, and it would never have happened. Evidence, the episode War Correspondent, is how it would have actually gone down. And Angie O'Shea was a far bigger temptation than Carrie Donovan. Whoa, goodness gracious. Yeah, several people mentioned Hanky Panky for that reason, because BJ falling off the fidelity wagon. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big one. This one, another very popular episode, but Robin has an interesting point. She says, I sometimes skip Hey, Look Me Over. As a plus-size woman or a woman who does not fit beauty standards, I feel deeply what Kelly goes through. Watching her defend herself is great, but kind of makes me hate Hawkeye a little and open my eyes when watching other episodes to see how dismissive of women he is. That had to be hard for Alan to play since he himself is a devoted husband and a feminist. Hmm, Good point. Yeah. Wow. See, I'm telling you, even these beloved episodes. Boy, are they getting creamed here today. Okay. taking a beating. <laughs> They're taking a beating. Uh, Michelle says, Quo Vadis, Captain Chandler. Mm-hmm. I know many people love this. But to me, the acting just wasn't believable enough for me to really get into it. <laughs> oh, Was I in that one? I didn't. I wasn't uh, <laughs> in that one. I don't think that would. If you, acting wasn't believable, I was not in it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Our friend Frank sent us his top five. Uh, Number five was That's Showbiz. He says the writers were starting to run out of steam. And that's the one that's based on Marina, our friend Marina's life. Yeah. A real true story. Yeah. Number four, Blood and Guts. Uh, He said the ground was covered in better episodes. Number three, The Mash Olympics, which is just silly and pointless. These are Frank's (laughs) words, not mine. Number two, Peace on Us. This is when Hawkeye crashes the peace talks. Uh, He says completely unrealistic main plot which is true. And his number one is Wheelers and Dealers. He says, this is BJ at his most annoying and sanctimonious. We get it. You miss your wife and daughter. (laughs) 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 We get it. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, moving on. Andrew says, Father's Day. Margaret's dad seems so unloving of his successful daughter. The subplot with the beef also seems so tacked on, although Hawkeye's joke calling the beef Private Biff Wellington is funny. Okay, I'll give it that, but the rest of it sucks. Well, he didn't say that. Right. And David says, sorry, folks, you're all incorrect. The answer is that darn kid. That's the episode where the uh, goat eats the payroll. (laughs) Todd says, uh, (laughs) I know. When you say it like that, I can see why, you know? Yeah, that way I see why it's a stupid episode. (laughs) Go date my homework. Todd says his least favorite episode is Bless You, Hawkeye. It is simply unwatchable because for some reason, Alan Alda doesn't seem to know what a sneeze sounds like. A sneeze is achoo, but Alda sneezes seem to beat short yelling bursts. (laughs) Not a sneeze, Alan. It's so annoying to see that repeatedly. Also, the eventual Hawk and Sydney session scenes seem to be an early version of the Hawk Sydney scenes in the final episode. Just wasted drama. Wow. Carl says, for me, exorcism, but probably not for the reason you'd think. I'm one of those people that falls asleep to mash every day. This particular episode has the opposite effect because during the exorcism, there is a three to five minute period of bell ringing that keeps me up. It's almost as bad as bless you, Hawkeye. Yeah, try falling asleep to an exorcism and Hawkeye sneezing. But I don't understand. Why is he falling asleep to MASH every day? MASH is so bad, he's like... (laughs) No, it's so comforting. Oh, comforting. Okay, a nurturing and a comforting thing to feel. Exactly. My wife does that with Frasier. Really? 
If I say Frasier, she falls asleep. It's amazing. (laughs) Sean says, Margaret's engagement. Why is Frank suddenly a martyr? Margaret is excited for her engagement like any normal person would be. Yes, she's over the top about it, but she said she wants to get married time and time again. It's everything she's wanted for so long. Frank is constantly throwing his marriage in her face. He's made clear that he's not leaving his wife. Oh, poor Frank. He lost his girlfriend. He'll have to satisfy himself with his wife. Hawkeye is a huge hypocrite. He's always kicked Frank when he's down. It's ridiculous and disappointing. Furthermore, Vince says, Private Charles Lamb, Radar, send a damn lamb home because he didn't want it killed for dinner. Good grief. That knucklehead grew up on a farm and never ate one of his chickens before? And Stan, well, he has a partial love for sons and bowlers. He says the A-plot with Charles and Hawkeye is one of the best stories in the series, and I agree with that. And it's ruined by the bowler's B-plot, which is absurdly written, poorly acted, and shoddily conceived. It's a prime example of the uneven A-B plotting of the last three seasons. Yeah. hmm And Roy, who knew? A nurse dies from a landmine and all Hawk can talk about is himself and his own feelings? (laughs) Give me a break. Right. JD says house arrest. Although I can accept a lot of the interactions between the sexes under the banner of it was a different time, a female colonel unjustly accusing Frank of rape is something I just cannot watch. Yeah. The laugh track doesn't help either. No. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Laugh track in the, yeah, no, it doesn't work. Uh, Tiffany, I would have to say Gorilla My Dreams is my least favorite. While there are moments I love in it, Charles playing chess, saying goodbye to Scully, etc., the fact that when Hawkeye comes face to face with the hatred of the POW and her desire to kill his other patients, it doesn't give him even the slightest bit of pause has always bothered me. I understand a character like Hawkeye would never be okay with the torture of another human being. But the fact that the situation doesn't make him stop and think at all almost made him feel naive to me and overly obstinate. If they would have just given him a slight moment of hesitation in his tirade against Lieutenant Park, the scene would have sat a lot better with me. Would have felt more human and less holier than thou. And says, the pilot. If I had seen that as one of my first episodes, I probably wouldn't think the show was good. Oh, my goodness. Wow. (laughs) Woo, doggies. Neil says, maybe I'm just shallow. No, come on, Neil. You're not shallow. Well, he says, maybe I'm just shallow, but I hate the first one after Radar left. We get it. He's impossible to replace. But BJ's reaction to his child thinking Radar was her dad just went too far. Upsetting? Sure. But it was a toddler using toddler logic beginning of pouty bj period yeah that's the episode period of adjustment yeah there was some interesting uh, comments about bj you know the evolution of bj and how he was in later seasons in fact nate says the mustache rule if bj is in the opening credits with a mustache i change the channel <laughs> otherwise i will watch any other episode of mash mm. <laughs> this one's pretty tough. This one takes the cake, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, if you haven't been ticked off up to this point, yeah. just wait. Wait till you hear this. All right, Joe says, and Joe, you better start running. Joe says, just about any episode written by Alan Alda. Woo! Woo! Yowie! The Long John Flap being the only real exception. I am well aware that he is the star of the show. However... I have never been a fan of him. I don't watch anything past season four anymore. Oh, 
goodness. <gasps> we probably shouldn't have used Joe's real name there. No. <laughs> so here are others. I'm just going to race through this, okay? Go through. These All are right. some other episodes that were mentioned. They didn't tell us why. Well, but- wait a minute. Wait one second. Let me do it, okay? Okay. All right. You want to hear them again? <laughs> okay. Man, you are fast. I had to do that. Sorry. Here we go. Also mentioned, For Want of a Boot, Foreign Affairs, Henry in Love, BJ Papasan, Inga, The Moose, As You Were, April Fools, The Price of Tomato Juice, The Winchester Tapes, Hawk's Nightmare, Last Laugh, The Best of Enemies, Heroes, Letters, Cementing Relationships. I'll talk more about that in a moment. TN Empathy, Operation Noselift, Goodbye Radar, Strange Bedfellows, Radar's Report, Say No More, Goodbye Cruel World, To Market to Market, The Bus, War Correspondent, Fade Out, Fade In, Follies of the Living, Concerns of the Dead, Depressing News, Picture This, Captain's Out Outrageous, the Long John Flap, Five O'Clock Charlie, LIP, Blood Brothers, yes, even the Trial of Henry Blake, the interview, our finest season, sometimes you hear the bullet, Abyssinia Henry, and Tuttle. Those were all mentioned as least favorite episodes. Now, I will say, Abyssinia Henry, I can understand why some people reference that one, because it made them sad. But my goodness. That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) To not like. It is interesting to see how varied it is. Yes. I mean, there are some really good episodes on that list that I just read. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, back to cementing relationships for a moment. I did want to point that out because many people cited why they don't like that episode. And I am in total agreement. It's because of the Ignazio character. There is this character, this Italian soldier played by Joel Brooks, who's a very good actor. But this character is so annoying. He falls in love with Margaret and he pines for Margaret and he won't leave her alone. He is so annoying that he really does take me completely out of that episode. I'm sorry about that. I I am. I (laughs) I planned it differently, but it just didn't work out. We also received a lot of people who commented their least favorite episode was the final episode. Mm -hmm. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Jennifer says the first half of the finale is her least favorite. And Claire said, I had no problems with it when I was younger. I remember watching it when it originally aired. But since becoming a mother, I struggle with the scene on the bus. Mm. John says, I hated the finale so much, it took me three days to watch to watch it in its entirety. It's plotting, convoluted, and was, in my opinion, an undignified end to the series and to Hawkeye's character arc. He spent the whole series crazy. Perhaps a glorified death scene was in order. Sharon says it was too dark, too depressing of a send-off for such a wonderful series. The characters deserved better. And Jay Fred says, My least favorite MASH episode was Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen. Not because there was anything bad about it, but because it was the last episode of what was probably the best television series in the history of television. So I mentioned earlier that when we put this out on social media, we asked, please don't mention dreams. Please don't mention Hawkeye because those we know that a lot of people don't like those episodes. Well, that actually brought some people out in defense of dreams. There were a couple of good comments there, including Christopher, who said it's probably the best, if not the only television episode in its era that showed PTSD affected everyone who went to war, not just those on the front lines. The doctors and those in support roles were and still the most forgotten when it comes to PTSD. PTSD. It was perfect timing as we were less than five years after the Vietnam War, and there were thousands of vets from Vietnam struggling and suffering in quiet while appearing quote unquote normal. Interesting points. Laura says Dreams is a masterpiece and an important episode on the grand scheme of the series. But as a standalone episode, it's a dreadful intro to MASH. I'd never recommend it to someone who was new to the show. 
And William says, I like them all. I look at them this way. I look at the jobs the actor did, the work that they put into the shows. I can't really pick a bad episode. It was an amazing cast doing an amazing job every episode. As far as the Dreams episode goes, I don't think it should be grandfathered in. Until I became a firefighter and drove squads and seeing some of the things I've seen, I began to understand what that episode was getting at. Dreamland, it's not a fun place to be sometimes. The subconscious isn't always your best friend. Nor should Hawkeye. Imagine having to do a 30-minute show where you're the only one talking. That's my thoughts on the episodes. I also feel sometimes you got to get a little older to understand the meaning of the episodes. When I was younger, watching, not so much. But now, I have a different feeling about each episode. Great crew. Appreciate everything they did. Take care, MASH fans and family. So yeah, again, everybody has their favorite episodes, their least favorite episodes. Dreams is a very polarizing episode. Hawkeye is too. If it's been a while since you've watched Hawkeye or Dreams, Mm -hmm. I would encourage you to maybe sit down and watch it again. Uh, Maybe it's just because you watched it many, many years ago and it left a sour taste in your mouth then and you haven't watched it since. Maybe give it another visit. And, you know, if you still don't like it after that, that's fine. But you might find some nuggets of gold in there. Two more before we get to my least favorite. Our friend Zan, Zan Dubin Scott. She says, any without my dad's name on it. (laughs) Her dad, of course, was Charles Dubin, the legendary director of MASH. Wonderful man. And Seth says, I know this is a bit of a cop-out, but I really don't have one. Love them all. We had to end with a good note there from Seth. Yeah. I have, you know, shall I say mine? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Some of the other folks that are in MASH may come and take me away and hit me up around the head and throat. After I say this, I guess, you know, first of all, there were 251 episodes. And when you do 251 episodes and you're doing them every week and there's a new episode every week written by five or six people or two people or whatever, and then you got the script and you got to memorize the lines and you got to know where to stand and what to do and where to go and where to look. And you do that 251 times over 11 years. Every day is not going to be the best day of your life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Every performance is not going to be the best performance of your life, of course, except for me. I I have no problem with that. But the other (laughs) actors may have struggled with those things. Yeah. And so you're doing one episode a week and then pickup scenes and things like that. It's very, very difficult to keep your head on straight and to keep, well, where am I, where I was I then? And what was I trying to do there? And what was I trying to accomplish? And what's the theme? And where am I? Who's talking to me? What? Mm-hmm. And so as actors, all those cast members were trying very hard to keep focused and do the best they could with the material that they got. It's not always easy. Mm -hmm. So sometimes even every actor would look at a script and say, hey, this isn't the best one, but I'm going to try to do the best I can with my character and make sure that I'm telling the truth as I know it in that moment and within that scene. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes even if you do, somebody else isn't, and that may conflict and may have a weird feeling when these two people are talking to each other and you put all those scenes together for 27 minutes and you have an episode that goes, you go, what? Why not? I don't believe that. That's ridiculous. And so I think all the people who are saying these are my least favorite episodes, I think some part of what I just said may have inched its way into those episodes and given those people those feelings. It, they just didn't resonate. It didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, actors are really, really good, but some days they're not believable. You know, some days you get up and you try and say the words truthfully and you just can't. <laughs> 
you know, it's everybody has a job and some days that job goes really well and some days it doesn't. So when I say, gosh, I, you know, I worked there, I know that rhythm and I know and I see that and I saw what happened in that series for my nine years of the my existence on the show. And so I feel bad because some of those shows may not be terrible and they were written very well. Mm -hmm. And if you'd read the script, you go, wow, this is pretty good. And like you said, Ryan, if you take a look at it again, you might go, oh, yeah, okay, I can overlook the fact that the squirrel runs through and it shouldn't have or they call me the wrong name or whatever. You overlook that a little bit because when you see what really is going on behind the scenes and in terms of the episode, you may change your mind a little bit. I, I think you're right. I think you, you will discover some gold in there. But anyway, my least favorite episode, goodbye, farewell, and amen. Really? Yeah, I agree with it. I think it had an amazing theme and it was done very well. But I think there could have been, what do I know? You know, (laughs) Alan's not going to call me and say, well, what would you have done, Jeff? I'll try and change it. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think there were missteps along the way in that two and a half hours. Hmm. I also think two and a half hours was too long. I also think that the end of a television series, whether it's MASH or some other end, is very difficult to write. They were writing the end of an episode. They were also writing the end of a war and trying to illustrate that and trying to show that. That was hard, and I'll give them that. And they, these, all these writers that got together and the combined brilliance of all these people kind of got in there. And it, for some reason, for me, just for me, there were missteps along the way. It could have been trimmed to make it a lot more impactful. So I will quit my job here now because obviously people are going to get after me about this. But Is this all because the writer sent you back to the States to be a pig farmer? Okay, yes. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. I have been bitter about that since I said those words. You gotta let that go. It's horrible, Ryan. Yet every day I get up, I dream about it. <laughs> and it sets up in a pig farm. I don't get it. What am I supposed to do? It was terrible. Wow. Well, I just find it fascinating. That episode is and folks, I didn't know. Yeah. Jeff surprised me with his pick there. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I I mean, I like the episode. Yes. There were people who told us it was their least favorite episode. But at the same time, it was also picked the favorite episode when we did our top 50 episodes of MASH. It came in at number one. Mm -hmm. That's what's great about this. Yes. We can all share our opinions and know that in the end, it's still a show that we love. Absolutely. And I am not focusing on any one particular moment in that two and a half hours because this was done by people who are at the top of their game as actors and writers and directors and producers and everything. So everybody did really good work in two and a half hours. But I just thought that if you went back and kind of went, well, maybe we could trim that, put that there and move that over there. For me anyway, it may have looked a little different and I would have enjoyed it more. But it very possibly wasn't something that everybody wanted everybody to enjoy. So there was an element of, gosh, we don't want to leave you on a really happy note because this was a conflict where people tragically were killed. And so maybe that's the statement that was also trying to make. We're not going to leave you laughing. We're, you're not going to go out laughing. You're going to go out with some thought. And that's good. And it did accomplish that. It's just my own problems. 
<laughs> I have to lay down now. I don't know what to do. Should we bill you for this therapy session? I, or? Yeah, okay. okay. Just right. Give me a discount if you can. <laughs> oh. All right. I'm just going to give right. you my bottom five. Get them. Go get them. I was always hesitant to say these things. However, I feel a lot better now because I've discovered four of my top five or bottom five, however you want to say it, are really some of the ones that got some of the big votes. So we've already talked about most of these episodes. Number five for me, Major Fred C. Dobbs, just all around clunker of an episode. <laughs> Four is one that really wasn't mentioned, but to me, it is fingernails on a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. And it's the episode Nurse Doctor. Boy, oh boy, that episode bothers me. Mm-hmm. And I think it has everything to do with the character of the nurse who uh, Father Mulcahy is mentoring to uh, become a doctor. I'm sure she's a fine actress and she's probably a wonderful person, but that character, I will skip that episode Mm, because of her. Yeah, it's just, oh boy. The top three have been mentioned, so I'm not going to go too much into it because I agree with everything that was said about them. Number three is Edwina. Number two, I'm sorry, Comrades in Arms. I really despise that whole dynamic. I think one of the listeners said earlier, he feels embarrassed for Hawkeye and and Margaret. I can agree with that. Uh, I'm sorry. I know there are folks out there who like that episode, but it's just not for me. But the one that I will skip more than any, any other is In Love and War. Melodramatic, sappy, whatever that is (laughs) between Hawkeye and the Korean woman is just unwatchable for me. I get what they were trying to do, but it seems like some really bad movie of the week and I just can't do it. I'm not watching that episode. It's not happening. There you go. I feel liberated now. I have unburdened myself with my least favorite episodes. You feel clean, don't you? I do. I I do. Yes, I do. Clean. (sighs) I think we just all need to take a big cleansing breath now. (sighs) Just let it out. We still love each other. We're still a family. And MASH is still our show. It's okay. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, that's it. I don't know where to go from here. We've talked about the best of MASH. We've talked about the worst of MASH now. And yeah. And so many highs and lows here. Can we do uh, mediocre MASH? Would that work? <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, mediocre MASH. And now, the top 50 okayest episodes. Okay. <laughs> No, no, no. I assume that if it didn't make your list here, then you love everything else. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. If you want to reach out to us, mashmatterspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook and uh, Twitter or whatever it's called now. I can't call it X. I don't know what to do. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Twitter. Check us out on X. Huh? What? Really? You can also call and leave a voicemail under three minutes in length at 513-436-4077. I have an idea. Yeah. There were 251 episodes of MASH. Mm -hmm. Let's wait until we get to 251 episodes of MASH Matters and then ask for people to give us their opinion of the least favorite MASH Matters episode. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Or maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not. I mean, that might be a bad idea. Uh, I I mean, I have some thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) I have my picks. (laughs) Uh, All right, folks. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, here's looking up your old address. 